All right, I'm super excited. In today's episode, we're talking about how you can use some of these mind-body practices, what that actually looks like, how using mind-body tools or resilience practices, whatever you want to call that, how when you use these, not only is it going to help you get out of those mind traps that are keeping you stuck that we've been talking about in previous episodes, but it's going to open you up to so much more. And we're going to dive into that today on how these mind-body practices not only help you get unstuck, but how else you might apply them in everyday life for busy, on-the-go people. Let's go. Hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Unleash Your Potential podcast with your host, Maria Service. This podcast is for ambitious women looking to unlock their potential, going beyond the mind into embodiment, spirituality, and holistic approaches to help you take it to the next level in your career or business with more confidence, ease, and clarity. Here, we go beyond the mind and dive into all the layers we can use to harness your full potential as a mom boss, woman in leadership, or a busy woman who needs some help with all the overwhelm. So glad you're here. Let's dive in. Okay, episode 28, here we go. Um, I have to say that again, I'm really excited. I know I've been kind of teasing this, but in September, I have some interviews that will be starting to come out as well in addition to these solo episodes. And we're gonna be doing a little bit of a deeper dive and getting um, you know, another lens. I love having talks about mind-body tools, mind-body practices, different self-awareness practices, um, with other people so that you all can also hear other perspectives because sometimes maybe how I'm saying it's not clicking and then somebody else comes on the podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, that really resonated with me. And so again, we're going to be doing some of that. We've also been diving into some mind traps and what's keeping you stuck. Because the thing is, sometimes when you're stuck in these thought loops, um, which you need to go back and catch up on maybe episode 24, 25, 26, 27. But, um, The reason why we need to call out those mind traps is because when you're in the thick of them and if we're not calling them out, you won't even recognize that like what you're doing is, I mean, I hate saying this, but that what you're doing is quote unquote wrong, right? You won't really get it because it's like, well, this is my norm. I thought I'm just supposed to be like worrying all the time or, you know, stuck in that busy trap. So you're going to want to go back and listen to, you know, I think it's episode 24, 25, 26, 27, where I just want you to start recognizing your current patterns, how they are maybe not serving you. Because as we dive deeper into season two, we're going to be now start talking about what are those mind body practices that you can apply to get out of your head, etc. So in today's episode, um, we're going to do a couple of things. Not only do I want to highlight like what is a mind-body practice, you'll also note that I just want to further explain that I call these different things and sometimes it might depend on the audience that I'm talking to. It might depend on the context. How am I applying these? But I want you to know that loosely speaking, I'm generally talking about the same things when I'm talking about, you know, you need to have, you know, a mind, you know, a mind body practice, a mind body tool. You want to have your stress management tools. You want to work on your resilience skills. All of things, these things are related because I'm really talking about these practices that you want to weave into your everyday to help your body calm and ground. 
Because the thing is, look, folks, you are not meant to be in this chronic stress mode all the time. And also newsflash, I haven't, you know, if you go back to episodes two and three, where I talk a little bit about my earlier story, I maybe mention this. But the other thing I really want to point out is that that we don't always realize is some of us go, go, go high achievers, we can feel like we're having these bouts where we're riding these waves of you're feeling maybe more anxious, spun up. That might even mean like you feel like you got a ton of energy to do stuff. But then it's then all of a sudden you have these like really low down depressive periods. So like before I really started understanding and doing my own deeper dive personally and professionally, you know, starting back in 2015, 2016, you know, I just thought that it was going to be my life to continue to ride these highs and lows of anxious, depressed, anxieties on a million. Oh, now I'm depressed. And I was like, what is going on here? And I didn't realize that it was my body trying to regulate itself from one extreme to the next. So because I was pretty used to going, you know, go, go, go all the time, busy, busy, busy. My nervous system then was used to being in a chronic stress response or a highly anxious state. And the only way that it knew how to recover itself, because, you know, hello, for the longest time, I wasn't listening. (laughs) I wasn't seeing the value, you know, in having stress management tools or finding the right balance and rhythm to my life. All of that, you know, when you're high school, college, first years out on your new job, you're just like, hey, I just got to hustle and this is just how it's going to be. So anyways, the only way then your body really knows how to try to conserve energy or quote unquote save you is by then bringing you to a low, a super low, more depressed, low energy state because it is trying to recover. So if you sometimes feel like you are riding this high, low, high, low, it might just mean that, you know, this is my body's way of trying to protect me. And it also might be another hint that your body is trying to say, hey, how can we build in these resilience mind body practices more in the everyday? Because then your body physiologically is going to be coming back to a more balanced state more often. And you'd be surprised that Truly, the more you practice these resilience habits when you're kind of having maybe, I mean, obviously you could practice them when you need them. So when life is throwing you all the curveballs, but it's better if you can even using these tools when you think you don't need them. So when things are just going like surface level, okay, nothing crazy is happening in the mundane as I was just having a conversation with a fellow um, coworker facilitator in the um, speaking space. But anyways, um, We were just talking about how it's so important you practice these tools in the mundane and you're like, well, why? Like if I don't need, you know, to manage my stress because things are going pretty good, what's the point in using my stress management tools? So that's where it's another point where people are getting stuck, right? We think that if we're just having a so-hum regular week day, like then I don't really have time and I don't need to practice my stress management tools. But at that point, then I'd almost want you to think of it like a mind body practice. So I want you to be using these mind body tools, these mind body practices all the time. Why you may ask, because ultimately your nervous system will learn how to better regulate itself. So the more you just use these tools, whatever your tools might be in the mundane, the more your body kind of learns what that window of tolerance is where you feel more balanced, 
right? Where your emotions are balanced, where your stress levels are more balanced. We want to not only know what it feels like to be in this, you know, physiological state called window of tolerance, or others might call it when we're in this more coherent heart pattern state where your body is again, more physiologically balanced. So we one need to increase the body's awareness of knowing what does that feel like when I'm in balance. And two, we want to even like expand that window so that it can get there more easily. And so that's why it is valuable to practice these tools, no matter what season you're in, right? Like, obviously I want you to pull on them and use these practices when you're feeling really stressed. Like, oh my God, I just got to breathe right now. I'm so stressed. But I also want you to get in the habit of, you know, breathing, using your essential oils, taking time to meditate, even if it's just a regular old Tuesday and it's nine o'clock and you've just built in this habit, right? We want to build in those habits so that it's easier to then access these tools when you do really need them. There is, you know, a physiological reason behind that. So, all right. So what are some mind-body practices? What are some of these resilience tools? So when I'm leading workshops, I tend to clump the tools in kind of three different buckets. Again, this is just how my brain organizes it. So sometimes stress management resilience tools can be from a mind-based approach, right? And so maybe you're using positive affirmations. Maybe you're doing mindset work with a mindset coach. Um, Maybe you're using approaches more from like CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And like, you know, I won't go into details and I'm not a CBT therapist, but like in short, it would be like just noticing where you're having maybe more negative thoughts, more reactionary, anxious thoughts and trying to reframe them. So asking yourself a series of questions from a mind-based approach of, hmm, like, is this the truth? Do I need to keep my thoughts this way? Because what we know is that certain thoughts can kick up certain reactions in the body. And so with mind-based approaches, we're trying to notice what the thoughts are. So for example, I guess when we were pointing out some of those mind traps, that was kind of a CBT approach, right? I was just trying to help you increase your awareness to what are some of those mind traps and observing that and getting curious about that. Um, So one, yes, one tool, one resilience tool, et cetera, could be using some mind-based approaches. And also, we're going to get into this more in future episodes, but mind also, many of us just think of that top layer mind, right? Just the thoughts, the tabs that we have open, but just know that there's so much more to the mind and we're going to have some fun conversations about subconscious mind, subconscious thoughts, just going to the deeper under layers. But anyways, there's just so much you can do there to support your um, mind-body resilience. Okay, so that's category A, mind practices. Category B, somatic practices or body-based practices. Again, that's where I tend to specialize in. That's where um, body-based practices or, again, I could call it a mind-based approach because it's really me trying to reconnect my thinking on all the time brain to my body. So just know that that's why I use those interchangeably, you know, mind-body tools, somatic tools. But body-based tools, somatic tools are category B. These are tools where we're using more of a bottom-up approach. So instead of trying to change my thoughts per se, I am trying to bring increased awareness to what's happening in my body. And then using whatever tool it is to maybe try to decrease my body's overall stress response and helping shift my body back into a more physiological state of balance. And there are so many different ways we can do that using body-based tools like yoga, 
breathing techniques, breathing with essential oils, um, EFT tapping, which I'm certified in, using biofeedback, which I'm also certified in, um, doing proprioceptive techniques. We uh, you know, learned a lot about that in, in occupational therapy school and especially when I was working in with pediatrics and kids, but it's proprioceptive techniques are also very effective with adults. Um, dancing, crying. Okay. Note how these are some ways that our body might be trying to release pent up stress. And so having these body-based tools can be super effective in helping you learn where your balance is. And then lastly, another, you know, category that I might put in here with just learning how to help your body get back to balance. It's kind of like a mind approach or a lifestyle approach. You might call it. It's where I just want you to start being cognizant of your habits, your routines, Are you intentionally planning in fun in your week or are you just packing it with work and to-dos? Are you planning in self-care time or the me time to like do these mind-body practices, right? Like where are you building those in? Um, You know, in this category, you might also be looking at, yeah, your time management approaches. How are you doing with that? Um, You might also be looking at who are you spending your time with? Right. So looking at your environment and what kind of energy are you around? Are you around a lot of anxious, stressed people all the time? Do you try to seek out people who maybe make you feel good, who maybe not that not that you have to only hang out with chill people, but trying to hang out with other people who use mind body tools, who can help you learn and explore and get curious about you know, different mind body practices. So for example, you might find these people at a yoga class. You might find it at a community ed meditation class or it's in some type of, you know, resilience community, you know, FYI, I have one of those coming. I'm really excited. Okay. I'm super excited. We're getting closer. Um, September is here and that means October is right around the corner. I have some new offerings coming up. And if you want to be the first on the wait list where you're going to be the first to hear about what's coming up, um, you're going to get early access and you're not going to want to miss this. Okay. So as I mentioned, it's really helpful to have a community. It's also helpful to have accountability so that you can be building in mind body practices into your everyday routines, into your everyday rituals, right? We don't want these to just be things that we use or remember to do when we're in a chaos storm. We want to build this these habits now. And so I have some upcoming exciting, you know, membership opportunities coming up. So I want you to head to mariaservice.com slash connect and you will see just my links, my quick access links. You can get on my newsletter there, check out the blog. Um, But there is a get early access, join the waitlist button. And I want you to hit that waitlist button so that you are the first to know. I'm excited to see you there. All right. And we're back. So as I mentioned, these mind-body practices, resilience tools, I just kind of outlaid the different categories of how I categorize, um, you know, different tools that you can have. The reason I like to categorize them like that, again, that's just how I do it, but it's helpful to know that you maybe want practices from each of those different categories or buckets because we all go through seasons. And sometimes a tool that we typically use, like maybe you're typically love yoga 
and all of a sudden you're in a season where you're not into yoga or you're not feeling well or you don't have time to get in your yoga classes. Like we want this to be a toolbox. I want you to have other tools you can lean into. Um, and so, for example, right now it's worth just exploring. It's worth checking them out, right? Um, if you want, if you're listening to this and you just want more ideas on what to explore, um, head to my Instagram at Maria dot service. Send me a message. Let me know that you want the stressless tools um, resource and I will send you the link so you can sign up for that Um, or send me an email that you're looking for the stressless tools resource. Um, You can email me at hello at mariaservice.com. These will be in the show notes as well. Um, Okay, so again, let's recap. Having mind-body practices is essential. You can explore so many different types and styles and ways that help bring you back to balance, ways that help you get out of that chronic stress state. These practices not only will help you with getting unstuck and out of those mind traps, they'll help you get out of your head. But my friend, what you'll notice is that when you're doing that, you can actually think more clearly. You will notice you have more energy. You might notice that you'll even sleep better. You'll notice that you'll maybe actually start, you know, when you start being more intentional with your mind, body practices and tools, you might start looking at your calendar for the week and not having an absolute panic attack because of how packed it is because you're all of a sudden being more intentional with how you're using your time. Like this is how it cascades. Now, not only that, but another reason why having these resilience tools in place can be helpful is because lo and behold, we both know that life can throw some curveballs. There will be times where it feels like everything is going wrong. The dog threw up. Your kid is sick. you are got a flat tire. Your boss is cranky. Whatever your combination of things is, whatever your combination of curveballs are, are, they're going to be there at one point or another, whether it's a bad day, a bad week, whatever it is. And it's in these times that I truly want you equipped with tools so that you can face those storms and those curveballs, which with so much more ease. And it's, and, and I promise like, this is not just like all in your head. These are just fluff skills, right? I, I'm not going to just fill you with fluff skills. Cause let me tell you, I, again, I'm like you, I am a type, a go, go, go high achieving perfectionist. And I say all of that to say, I wouldn't have wasted the last seven years of my life with fluff skills if I wasn't noticing the actual physiological benefits it was having in my life, right? So it's like before there was a time in my life and I've shared the story before where it's like I thought like I had the dream job. I was, you know, I had I like we had we were very comfortable. We had comfortable salaries coming in. Like I, I just thought I'd landed the dream thing. But you know, there were some stress like to be honest, that was twofold, meaning you know, there might have been some stressors going on like, oh, we were maybe just buying a house and I was just learning, you know, even if it was the dream job, you still have to like learn what to do. So there's a lot of new learning, maybe some overwhelm, you know, maybe there's things going on in personal life. So like, for example, you can have all these stressors be going on and still not be even enjoying like your dream life as it's happening around you because you're so stressed. 
And because you're not building in time to just simply be and enjoy the life you've built. And if I'm being honest, which I share more back in the earlier episodes of the podcast, is I also was not in alignment. So, you know, that was another big thing for me. It's like I thought I was living my dream life. I thought I had landed my dream job. It wasn't. It really wasn't in alignment with what I wanted. And it took me a while to wake up to that, to see that. So that was obviously something else that was shifting. But either way, I knew that I was in this chronic stress mode. And I promise you, if all of these were just fluff skills that weren't really actually doing anything, I would have figured it out by now. (laughs) And not only that, the thing that honestly has always been the game changer was that in 2020, when again, I was in a really stressful job situation. And then not only that, but also then COVID and the pandemic happened. So everybody's lives were turned upside down. So like, let's just call it like Armageddon three, whatever. It just felt like craziness, right? Absolute chaos. And it's at that time that I really started leaning into my mind body practices, especially because I was getting my biofeedback certification. And I'll tell you when I truly saw. So I was hooked up to an ear sensor because as I'm going through the certification, I needed to learn how to do biofeedback. And so on myself, of course. Um, and so I could truly see how like from one second I could be so stressed of just everything that was going on at the time of, you know, April, 2020. And then I would do a breathing technique or I would practice this skill or whatever. Um, I would practice a heart math technique because I am heart math certified. If you want to learn more, you can head to heartmath.org. But anyways, I would see the transformative effect on the screen because it was tracking my heart rate variability. And all of a sudden I would go from a stressed state to what they call more of a state of heart coherence where my heart was shifting into a more coherent heart pattern. And it was so fascinating to watch. And I would do it over and over again. And then that competitive nature in me would come out and I'd be like, Ooh, okay, how fast. So like, I would honestly purposely connect myself, like maybe when I was stressed, like I got an email or blah, blah, blah. We found out this was going to be shut down. I was home with a newborn baby at the time, um, or, you know, he was young at the time, but, um, I would purposely hook myself up when I was stressed so that I could see what is the change and how fast can I shift into coherence? That would be one thing I would test or maybe at a time where, you know, I was having just a regular day, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try one of these heart math techniques or one of my meditation skills. And I would see how long can I sustain this pattern of heart coherence or more physiological balance? Like, can I do it for five minutes today? Can I hold it for 10 minutes today? And let me tell you, I have a busy mind. I struggle with quieting it for like 10 minutes of meditation. Now, at my best, I was getting up to like 15 minutes, and I was really proud of that. But again, like, see to believe. Many of us operate out of that. Like, okay, Maria, you talk about all these things, but great. Until I see how it affects me, eh. I'm telling you guys, it's real. It's so helpful to your body when you can shift into a more physiological, heart-coherent pattern. And you don't even always need the biofeedback to see that. Um, For example, I'm really excited. I'm doing the current group coaching program, Unleash Your Potential, where it's an eight-week program right now. And I'm walking these women how to get out of your head and how to actually start using these mind-body tools. And it's really fun because um, I led them through one of the heart math techniques the other week. And both of them just felt an extreme experience of calm, like tingling in their body, like, oh my gosh, I've never felt this. That felt so good. And, and they could feel the difference. Okay. So 
these practices are real. They can truly help you. And when you start learning how to carve out time and build in time to do that, you will not regret it because it not only helps you just awaken to the everyday life moments, not only does it help you just get to know yourself better and make clearer decisions, but then it's also really going to help you when you get the big curveballs, which we know life sends for those good, good old life lessons. So anyways, this session, I really wanted to unpack what I mean when I'm talking about some of these mind-body resilience tools, why they're so important, and how it can benefit you. I hope you've enjoyed it. All right, all right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that you're here and that you found this podcast. I hope you found the content and information helpful. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and leave me a review and hit subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. Have an awesome day, my friend. Thank you.